Storehouse Dallas. I'm excited to be here tonight. What a wonderful evening of worship, just celebration of the goodness of Jesus. He's in this place. Do you know that? And he has a wonderful thing for us. He's got wonderful things to share. He's in, you know, God is happy. Anybody know that? God is very happy. And he's so fun. And really is, uh, you know, I'm just in a season of rediscovering God. I feel like in my life, I've known God in one way. But I feel like I'm rediscovering God. I'm rediscovering his goodness and who he is and what he means to us and that he's good. And so I want you to know that God is good all the time. All the time God is good. And that is not just a cliche thing that we say just to get people riled up. It's a re- real reality for us who understand he is good, have seen his goodness, and then we are bound to see more of his goodness. You know, and he says to Moses, I'm going to show you my goodness. I'm going to make all my goodness pass before you. He says, you, he, it's interesting what Moses prays. He says, show me your face. And he says, you cannot see my glory. Do you notice that? His response when he asked, show me your face, he says, you cannot see my glory. When we think about the glory, often we think about, you know, like it's a moment where maybe a miracle happens or, or something spectacular. But the goodness of God, the glory of God is his face. Do you know that? It's his face. I love it when people laugh. Have you ever, you know, you want good medicine, go and YouTube babies laughing. <laughs> have you ever done that? If you're depressed, you have any form of depression whatsoever, <laughs> Google babies laughing. It will, it will change your life. And, it, and there's hours of it on YouTube. It, it really is spectacular. I'm sure Instagram has it as well. I really, I'm excited about the word I'm going to share with you, and I feel there's miracles in this room. I feel God wants to do some good stuff and open us up just really to a realm of possibilities. Isn't he good? God is good. Father, we just thank you that you're in this place and there's a realm, an awareness of your presence that we can step into because you're here. We thank you for your presence that touches us, transforms us, gives us every good and perfect gift. That every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're here. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. We just thank you that you're moving through this room right now. Wow. What's your name? What is your name? Have I ever ministered to you, Naomi? Yeah, I did. Was it okay? <laughs> it was way too deep. It's okay. Oh, man, I see. But I, I still see a breakthrough on you. And I feel like there's still a realm of possibilities for you to open up. I actually, I feel like God's touching you in your stomach, in your gut. And he's, 
And right now, I feel like he's putting a treasure inside of you. And, and he's about to release a gift. Is it your birthday this week or no. when is it? Is it May? Okay. Something happened for you on your birthday that the Lord gave you a gift. And I feel like this is a, uh, a resurrection season for you to come back into who you are, to rise and shine, to wake up out of bed and to know that he's with you. And so I saw the gift of God come upon you at that time. Father, we just thank you for Naomi. We thank you for the gift. We thank you for that treasure inside of her and that you are going to do exceedingly abundantly above everything that she could ask, think, or imagine. It's a good season. Uh, on my birthday, I got, on my birthday, I got um, a globe. And it just reignited all of my dreams. Oh, my goodness. It's for the, man, planet Earth. Praise God. (laughs) You know, when they said dream, have a dream, planet Earth. She was like, boom, I want to see the whole planet. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, we celebrate that in you. We celebrate that, what God has done. I, I just... I have a sensation, though, of a, a thyroid issue. Uh, who is that? Who is that? Okay. Um, and now, I ministered to you before. Okay. I can see a gift on you from that. Yeah. Um, the thyroid. Now, I don't know why, but I did walk past you, and I saw you either in the hospital or at the nurse's uh, in the nurse's office or something. Does that make sense to you? How long ago was that? Probably about two and a half years ago. And, and has it been better since or you've been better since or has it been different? Well, I have no thyroid, so I'm on medication. Okay. Well, we're going to pray. Father, right now, I just speak a thyroid into your body in the name of Jesus. Let it come in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, there it is. More. More, Lord. More, Lord. There it is. More, Lord. And release the creative miracle, the creative realm in Jesus' name. We thank you for restoring the thyroid. And the business, Lord, I just, I feel it again on you, the business realm. And I just bless you, Lord, at the entrepreneurial wisdom that you're going to carry in this season. It's a season of grace to step in, to restore, to recover that which was taken from you even in that time. And so I bless you to even just to open up new doors and new territory is going to be revealed to you. And so I bless you with the ability to have new territory, abundant territory. And I just see the word territory over you and that God has given you territories in the past and now you'll see new territories in the future. And so I bless that in Jesus name. Come on, let's celebrate God for that. Who else had a thyroid issue that you did? Now, uh, do you also need a healing in your arm? Does somebody need a healing in their arm that has the thyroid issue? You needed a healing in your arm too? It's, they're connected. 
Did you have? Did you need a healing in your arm? Okay, but you and you had the thyroid issue. Okay, so we're gonna get back to you, Father, right now, and we'll get you next. Uh, Father, right now, just heal the arm, and we thank you for healing the arm. We thank you for the miracle of our arm being healed in full mobility in Jesus' name. Now move your arm. Move your arm around. How's that feel? I like it. It's it good. I haven't been able to, to do this. Oh my. What was it, catching? Yeah, it was catching. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Praise God. That's so amazing. That's so amazing. I'm having a... Uh, I'm back. I, I don't know if it is you, but I'm back to this vision. I'm having a vision of a, uh, of uh, veins and uh, something almost like um, there's a there's a disease in the veins. Do you know who that is? Is it in your family? Is you? And uh, I, I think is it your mother? You can't think of anything. Who is that? If if it's not you, who is that? Anybody else here? You've had a ton of your veins taken out, and you got the thyroid issue. My goodness. This is sometimes like a bunny trail. We just kind of go down these bunny trails, and just we find out what's at the end of this bunny trail because there's probably something really good. And who's this? Salem, what's up? How you doing? You just chilling? Awesome. And what's your name? Jolie. Uh, you know, I, I, I do sense this. Uh, there's something that, that God is hovering over right now. And uh, it's a piece of land. And God is beginning to give you that piece of land that you've been surveying. And Jolie, there's something for you to build there. And I saw you had, I'm going to go, it's like a 162, 162. I don't know if that's the address, but... Uh, it, there's a number there and I see it and God is going to begin to give you that land. And he says, if you build it, they will come. And so right now, Jolie, I bless you to receive the inheritance, the property that has been reserved for you for such a time as this. I bless it in Jesus name. I bless your body and the health that you've walked through in the place of health that you'll carry for people even in this land and that there will be healing in the land and you'll see healings and, and miracles in the land and people will come to this as a center and to be restored and to be healed up and you'll have a, a rehabilitation uh, that you'll bring people into and rehab their bodies and rehab their soul, rehab their spirit. And he'll begin to realign people for the season uh, of, of abundance. And so I bless that in you, Jolie. You've got it. Father, right now, just release it right now. We just call it down. Let it come. In the name of Jesus, I declare it over you that abundance is breaking out over your life right now in Jesus' name. And you will see this in Jesus' name. I just saw the property backing up to a highway. And uh, I saw it was a, there were, you're going to see a sign and it will make you wonder. And so I bless that in Jesus' name. Wow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't he good? God is good. He's got amazing things to share with us. Wow. What's that destiny? 
on your shirt. That's like a prophetic target right there. That's like <laughs> prophesy over me. I know it is. That's your shirt? That's like a, that's your wife, right? Okay, when your wife wears your clothes, it's like a very, it's a compliment. That's awesome. You know, uh, what's your name? Heather. Heather. Praise God, Heather. I ministered to you before. Yeah. I can see this. I can see this substance on people when I, uh, of anointing when I minister to them. You, Heather, um, wow. Heather, you, uh, I feel like there has been, you had an unusual upbringing. And, uh, there was unusual things that you saw. And I feel like this uh, God uh, gave you just uh, like an unusual uh, group of people in your upbringing uh, just to show you a different walk of life or different, uh, different people that he was going to call you back to. And you had a heart for these. It's almost like the orphan, the 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 runaway, the castaway, the people that have no home, and you're going to find yourself ministering to those that have no home, and these kids, and I see them uh, like they're runaways on, a, and I see them running across the train tracks, and they just have no, they're not looking back, but God, you're going to be on the other side waiting for them. And I see the Lord sending you some runaways, some castaways that just ran. They, they did not feel their home was their home. And I feel like you're going to begin to, to actually give them a place. And even healing is going to happen there with them. Uh, I, I sense. Uh, now, I know, you, I know you're wearing glasses, but your right eye specifically um, I don't know if you have anything wrong other than just a lack of vision, but I see the Holy Spirit healing your right eye. And I want to prophesy this as a sign and a wonder to you that you're going to see. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I bless her to see. Lord, to see with her dominant eye, to see what it is that you're doing in this season. And that she would come into the healing that has been reserved for her. And this is a healing moment for you. This is a healing season for you. God's fixing things up where they've been out of alignment, even in your neck and your body. And you're going to begin to get, I see the Holy Spirit coming behind you and massaging you. And he's restoring broken places and broken areas. But you're going to walk in a healing gift because of this. I bless the healing gift on your life. I can see it. Father, right now, just release it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you for that. Did your father have a heart attack? Um, yeah, but it seems that he healed. He did? How long ago was that? Last year. Last year? Okay. And um, th this, I feel like that at that uh, specific moment, there was something. Do you have a brother? No? Okay. Uh, I feel like there's... Uh, do you have a brother? No. All sisters. I, I, I don't know why, but it, it, it might be I'm seeing him, but uh, 
I feel like youth is being restored to him. That his life, like his, the, the vitality, the young, uh, the youth, the energy of youth is coming back to him. And I want to prophesy that over him. And I just feel like in his life, he has a Joseph portion. And that he is going to begin to see, even at the latter end of his life, uh, blessing and restoration for the years of trouble. And so I bless him in Jesus' name. I bless his body to be protected from the top of his head down the soles of his feet, and it will restore your family. And so I bless that in Jesus' name. Amen? Yeah, that's awesome. God bless you and your destiny. Yeah. That's awesome. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch things up. I'm going to speak a word, and then I'm going to get back to the ministry. Um. I just feel this word in my spirit right now about really Dallas has been on my heart lately. And I've been hearing in my spirit about a prophetic company, prophets emerging from Dallas. Sort of a weird place for prophets to emerge. And, you know, what do I mean by that? A lot of, a lot of this language that we use around the prophetic is so churchy and it really is about church culture, church structure, and it really loses this, the flavor of what it is designed to be. And, and somehow we've lost our impact in society because we almost have become secluded, isolated to only influence one section of society, which is the church. And I believe we are coming out of a church age into a kingdom age. We've been in church mode for so long that we've lost our salt in the world. And we sort of have an us and them perspective, not realizing that we're actually called to be in everyday situations in the world, in pop culture, in in on a stage, you know, it was amazing to me. Something like six out of the, the the ten contestants at one point on American Idol were Christians, believers. We have so much light in us, and yet it gets hidden, and it gets lost. And people have all of at least that I've seen, sort of. Uh, idolized and wanted to model itinerant ministry and vocational ministry as sort of a goal to aspire to. I was speaking with a good friend of mine who has uh, been mentoring me lately, and he's cleared over $250 million worth of real estate deals in, um, in the last uh, 10 years. Amazing guy, amazing, amazing guy. And um, one of the things that we were talking about is that even people in those places and spaces uh, where they're successful, entrepreneurial, great family, they still carry around a guilt in them that they are not in full-time ministry. And this guilt really limits them from stepping into the fullness of what it is that God has called them to. And I believe we're going to see commissions, commissionings in these days that will be commissioning prophets, commissioning leaders, 
voices, not to be a, a local minister or a ministry within the church, but actually be vocationally out in the world, in the marketplace, in culture, influencing culture, prophesying, speaking life, and actually doing things that matter and going beyond the four walls. We've lived secluded within the four walls. And I love the four walls of the church. I am a, I, 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 though I wasn't even walking with Jesus, I would go to church as a kid and because I knew it was safe. I knew there was a safety there inherently. I couldn't identify or articulate it that, at that time, but I knew it was a good place to be. I was so far from Jesus and not walking with him, but when Jesus grabbed a hold of my life, I wanted to get outside of the four walls of the church. Now, the difficulty of the language that, that we use regarding to get outside of the four walls of the church is we've associated getting outside of the four walls of the church with evangelism. Evangelism has sort of taken the place and become the, the, the main thing, the default mode we go to when we think about getting outside the four walls of the church. And a and we have great evangelists today. I, my friends, Todd White, Robbie Dawkins, good people that I know go outside the four walls of the church and they hit the streets. Unfortunately, that model is not replicatable for every single believer because that's not what every believer has been called to do is be on the streets. Now, I, I, I know by saying that people are going to come and attack me and say, that's wrong. You know, you that's that. no. I think we've just only identified with one model of advancing the kingdom. And that model uh, is good. It's sort of the boots on the ground. But there's another set of skills that God has empowered in every one of us is to do something other than just being the boots on the ground. It's to actually increase in the spreading of our nets. As what the scriptures say, and to build nets or networks that would be for hosting and and uh, bringing people in to the incredible goodness of God that you might have already in your business, already in your family, already in whatever it is that you're doing. Maybe it's some uh, local talent show or or something different, something unique that you draw people to and that it becomes a place for spreading the net. You, do, you begin to increase in connections and relationships and equity with other people. And then what they do is they see the goodness of God on you and they go, how are you doing this? And it's the same question that what Jesus was asked in John 3, where are you from? Because no one can do these works unless God is with them. And Jesus gives the greatest reveal. He goes, ta-da, I'm from heaven. <laughs> He's like, I was, I'm here, but I'm there. And he's speaking to him, Nicodemus, and he's articulating where he's from. And Nicodemus is amazed because of the fruit. And I believe prophets are going to be called and commissioned in this hour, not to the church, but to the marketplace, to culture, to be in the entertainment industry, in music, uh, you know, and really out there and know who their God is 
and walk into those places like Daniel and know what not to eat, what not to touch. But to be in those places, not vexed by the, you know, Daniel, he was out there in the world, what we would call the marketplace. He's in Babylon. And Daniel, he believed for his promised land, but what if your promised land looks like Babylon? What if your promised land does not look like Jerusalem? But your promised land is Babylon. And what if you're a prophet called to prophesy in Babylon? And I believe that some of the greatest prophets in our day are not going to be on a stage in a church, but they are going to be in boardroom settings, prophesying to kings and to CEOs and and, and family situations, reconciling families that are broken, prophesying, joining the generations together, consulting people of great of great influence and also touching the poor, finding ways to reach out past, you know, the successful to the victim, those who have nothing. I am burning in my heart right now to feed people. It's probably the Italian side of me. But (laughs) I took my kids out on Father's Day and I said, guys, let's go feed a homeless person. We need to do this. Like it's like, like the, the father is good and he gave us the, the ability to be good to others. And so let's go do this. And so my kids, they were like, let's give them candy. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So we went to the candy store, you know, we're buying Swedish fish and all this stuff. And who knew the homeless guy doesn't like candy. He says, I don't eat candy. And I'm like, wow, okay. You're a healthy homeless guy. And so I was like, what would you like? He's like, I like a cheeseburger. I was like, coming right up. Let's go get that. So we got a cheeseburger for him and blessed him with that. My kids lit up, man. They were happy. They were excited. God, I mean, it was, a God, it was a heaven moment. It was a heaven moment. And I feel like in, in our culture today, are we, mo- are we moved? Are we motivated to build something beyond just handing out a cheeseburger to actually do something to help the homeless in our society. What if you're a prophet that can prophesy the solution for the homeless crisis in your city? That can speak it and actually help make it happen. This is, I mean, I'm telling you, we're going to start to see this. But I feel in my, I'm, I don't even know if this is my message tonight. But I feel in my spirit... <laughs> I'm trying to give language for us to get outside the four walls of the church and stop just thinking I've got to do evangelism and, and start increasing in other ways to connect to people that are more than just like I'll minister to my waiter or waitress. Come on. I mean, sometimes our only mode of touching people in the world is we think like grocery store or the place we're going to go out to eat. Like, that's the only place that people that are like you and not believers in a church setting go. We only go to two places outside of the church is the grocery store or the restaurant. But when we were pastoring, I really, you know, one of the fun things that I got to do was like, 
I advertised the nightlife of our city. We were in Philadelphia. I was like, guys, we're so happy that you're here. Philadelphia's a great city. After church, there's some great restaurants right down the road, some great nightlife, enjoy some live music. But a lot of people would think, that's a no-no. You can't be doing that. And if you go into those, you'd be speaking in tongues the entire time. I have, a, I have this thought that Jesus, when he went into these environments and he hung out with people, and it wasn't the, the temple or the synagogue that he actually hung out, he wasn't sitting there going, oh, God, protect me. <laughs> As I go into this darkness. But he was the life of the party. He was hanging out. with People wanted to be around him. What kind of person are you that you make everybody feel like VIP and Jesus looks out he sees this man Zacchaeus hanging in a tree do you remember the story and he says you I'm going to come to your house I'm going to hang out he makes eye contact with a short man and he does something that has, hasn't happened in a long time everybody looks at the top of his head but he makes eye contact and he's like, you, I'm coming to your house. If you know the story, Jesus goes to his house, and this, they're hanging out, eating food. And all of a sudden, this man says, what, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? to? I want this life that you have. And he says, I know what I'll do. He says, hey, Jesus, I got a good idea. Every bit of extra money that I took unjustly, the tax burden that I've caused in my city, I'll return with interest. Wow, what a spectacular idea. Now that is why people fell in love with Jesus. Because imagine you're in a service and Jesus is speaking and all of a sudden this man comes and starts handing out money. It's like, I want to go to that place, right? That church. And... This man's handing money out while this man's speaking named Jesus. And a little note right attached to it, right? And it's like, hey, I took extra from you. But don't worry, I added more than I took. I gave back with interest. And so Jesus turns a tax burden into an investment vehicle. You think differently when you're around Jesus, right? This is amazing. And so I believe there are prophets going to be released that can walk into places and, and do something. And I want to show you what you're called to do. Because if you ever wondered what your primary purpose is, a lot of us, what primary purpose, our answer is to be loved. And I believe that. But you, you could have been loved before you were a human. You know, God didn't need you to be a human to be loved. He could have created you another way. But your primary purpose is different. And I believe we are loved. God loves us. But that is sort of, you know, an answer that we say when we don't know the answer. It's like when anybody doesn't know the answer, we just go, love. You know. <laughs> but there's more to this story. And we do everything out of love. We're motivated by love. The love of God compels us. But we are created for a specific purpose. I want you to grab your neighbor's love handles right now. 
I, I, want you to re, I want you to remind them that they're human. You are a human being. You just knocked them out of the spirit. They were in the spirit, and now they're in the flesh. Grab a hold of that chunky flesh. And just t- tell them they're blessed. You'd be like, you're so blessed. <laughs> Genesis 2. There's a moment where God, he's about to create humanity. God, it says, he spoke. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, in male and female. He created them both. And I love this understanding of, uh, of Adam comes first, then Eve. And why, what is Adam and why did Eve come second? Adam was sort of the experimental version <laughs> of man. Adam, he, he's, create, he's, he's not pretty. God makes him and he's there. He's like, yeah, okay. God needs a worker. He needs someone rough. He needs someone tough, right? But then he creates Eve. And Adam sees her. And he notices she's the better version of him. She's the upgrade. She's got the better processor. She's better looking. She looks more like God than Adam. And... And there, there Adam is. He's enamored. And you know this, guys. If you have a wife, she can talk without saying words. It's a gift. It's a gift. I mean, there's something that I know. I feel, that, I feel it. Whenever I'm around my wife, I'm like, you're talking to me. <laughs> but there's no words coming out of your mouth. And I'm still dragging my knuckles. You know, I'm like, oh, me, understand. <laughs> she's the upgrade. She's the better one. She's, a, she's got fast. She can talk right now. Gentlemen, the, the ladies in this room are having a secret conversation about us. <laughs> and you don't even know it. They're praying for you. So God makes man in his image, male and female, he created them both. But then it goes back to this, though he creates them, it's, it's, it's interesting because Genesis 2, he repeats the whole conversation and he gives a more elaborate version of it. <coughs> it says in Genesis 2 that the seventh day God ended his work which he had done and he rested, verse 2, on the seventh day from all the work which he had done. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. This is the history of the heavens and the earth. When they were created in the day that the Lord God was made, or the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown. Listen, I want you to know this. God created heaven and earth before the fall. 
He didn't just create earth before the fall. He created heaven and earth before the fall. Heaven was not created as a result of the fall. Sometimes we think of heaven is the place that you go to when you die. Like the only way to get to heaven is to die. We make death a better savior than Jesus. You got to hear this. We make death a better savior than Jesus. If death is the way to heaven, what did, you, what did we need Jesus for? Perhaps Jesus came to restore that which was lost. And it was our ability to move in and out of heaven. Heaven, oh my goodness, I, I need you to hear this. Heaven was created before the fall and it was created because God created everything all at once. Do you know the only thing that God has created since the creation is you and I as believers were the new creation. Since then, he hasn't created again. He created everything all at once. Everything. But the earth was not big enough to host all of his goodness. And so he needed another place as a storehouse. Heaven is mentioned in scripture as a storehouse, a place where all of God's goodness can be hosted because the earth cannot contain all of his goodness. And so what happens, we have heaven and we have earth and God needs someone that can interact in both realms. He creates us out of the dust of the earth and he breathes a life Giving, he puts a life-giving spirit in Adam. He actually puts life into him, his own life. And from the dust of the earth, he creates a living being. Formed in the image of God. And there he is. And he's got the ability to move in and out of heaven because he's been created from the soil, but he has the substance of heaven within his soul. He's got the spirit of the living God within him. And so when God comes to Adam in the garden, after Adam and Eve eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do you remember the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Sort of a weird thing. I've never been tempted by an apple, but this is, they're tempted by this apple. It's a, it's a candy apple. My kids love those candy apples. I'm like, you're going to break your tooth. And so they... They got those candy apples in the stores and it just, you know, it's terrible. And so I sit there, I go, I've never been tempted by an apple. What's the deal with this? But it was, it was seducing. They, they were looking at it like, oh, I want to eat that apple. I want to eat it. And what happens? They fall. Knowledge of sin and death creeps in and they fall. And they, they come out of one state of awareness into another state of awareness, now they're aware that they're naked. And they're like, quick, get some leaves. Put some clothes on us. They're like, full hippie. And, and so God comes and says, where are you? Do you notice that he says, where are you? And I, I do not believe that God did, was looking for GPS directions to Adam and Eve. 
I do not believe that he was looking for, like, where in the garden are you? Are you, are you over here? Do I take a right or do I take a left? I think there's more that is going on than meets the eye. Because before the fall, Adam and Eve were at the right hand of God continuously. Though they had a space and a place on earth, they were also continuously before him in the presence. And so one moment he looks over and they're there, and the next minute he looks over, they're not there. Now they were always on earth, but they had the ability to live in two places at one time. And so when he says, where are you? It's not because he doesn't know where they're in the garden. He just couldn't find them in heaven anymore. And so he's looking for them. And he has to leave his perch and go down to the garden. And he watches where they're at. And he says, what have you done? Where are you? And they were removed from the garden. But then Jesus, thousands of years later, comes on the scene and he says, I came to seek and save that which was lost. That which was lost. Not just lost souls, but there was a dynamic that was taken. A dynamic, a context that was taken. And Jesus came to restore that. What was the dynamic? And I want to show you this out of Genesis 2 right here. It says this, before God created the heavens and the earth before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man to till the ground but a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground and the Lord God formed out of the dust of the ground and breathed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. This is interesting to me that God creates man because he notices there is no one to work the ground. He had not yet sent rain because there was no man to till the ground. No human to work the ground because God, he's smart about what he pours out. He doesn't pour out just for nothing. He looks for containers he looks for something that's going to have the capacity to receive what it is that he's pouring out. He says, I don't just put, I don't just pour out new wine. I have to have new wineskins to pour into. He pours out, not just willy-nilly, he, just, he pours out because he knows that it's going to yield a harvest when he pours out. And so he says, there was no rain. It had not yet rained. Rain had not come, but a mist went up from the earth, a dewy mist, and watered the ground. And this was temporary until God created man in his image because he knew they would work the ground and bring forth an abundance out of the ground when God would cause it to rain on what they worked. I want you to see this. This is your purpose in life. Your purpose is to work the ground and plant the seed. I love it. Do you remember that commercial during the Super Bowl? It's a few years back. And it's like when God needed someone, he made a farmer. God's primary nature is a farmer. That's, that's the primary way that he acts. And we, we've lost touch of that, especially in our generation. We got social media. 
We got Kickstarter. We've got other inventions. I got friends, you know, raising their, you know, marriage money on Kickstarter. I'm like, no, I am not going to give to that. You need to get a job. I'm not going to kickstart your terrible relationship. This is a terrible way to start. You can't even be responsible. You got to have a kickstarter to get married. It's a terrible thing. Because we don't know how to sow and we don't know how to reap. Come on, I'm talking to somebody right now. And so God, oh, you're like, I got to delete that Kickstarter. (laughs) I see it on your faces. You're like, we really need that Kickstarter so that we can go to Italy on our honeymoon. I'm like, go to Baltimore. Good things come, but rain doesn't just fall for nothing. He's waiting for someone to work the ground, plant the seed, and then he'll cause it to rain. Come on, are you hearing me? And I want to prophesy over you that rain is coming over your life. And this year, there's been a revelation that's been increasing and unfolding in my life about how to call the rain. In fact, we think about prophets, the primary role of prophets were to do three things. Number one, the prophets were called to reconcile God's people back to the covenant. That there were covenant promises and covenantal alignment that every single believer had to, had to live in in order to live a part of the covenant. Then number two... They were called to anoint kings. They were called to put people and instill people into positions of influence, power. They were to initiate moments with people that those people would step into their destiny. There's a young man down here in Texas about a year and a half ago, maybe two years now. But this, yeah, two years. This young man, I saw him on the front row worshiping. He was a worship leader, and I looked at him, and I said, hey, hey, I want to tell you something. I got a word for you. He got down off the stage. He was on front. I said, you don't just have a voice for radio. You got a face for TV. And over the next season, God's going to broadcast you. You're going to be on television in the next season. And God wants you to know that he's going to anoint you for this, and he's going to put your face, uh, broadcast your face, and put it all over, and people will see it on their TVs all over the nation. And he was like, oh, what? <laughs> so I get, and I said, yeah, and you'll see it'll happen on 11-11. And so he gets to 11-11. He's about to give up. He writes me in a Facebook message. And he says, Jamie, we never met. I didn't talk to you afterwards, but I want you to know I've been trying to do acting for several years now, and I haven't had one opportunity, not even one gig, because everything I, I put my hand to has fallen apart. He says, I, I have an agent. I don't know. You know, you get those agents, you know, at the mall, and they're like, <laughs> hey, you look good. Would you like to star in a commercial? Sign here and give me $200. And 
So he says, I have an agent, I've got, you know, and I've tried out nothing in response. He says, I was about to give up and I saw the date, it was 11-11. And I knew I had a belief. He says, I believed. I didn't have anything, but I believed that day and I made a determination that this was my future, this was my destiny. He says, I'm gonna go for it. And then he gets an opportunity. And he says, and Jamie, now... I will be the supporting actor on a major Netflix show in the next season. And I want you to know I'm so excited. I'm going to be working with A-list actors on, on one of the most amazing upcoming Netflix shows. And I'm like, come on, man. That's awesome. Praise God. Bring me on set. <laughs> and um, this is the, the prophet it's called to anoint kings. It's to put you and initiate you into your destiny. And there are divine moments that we share with people that break them through to a place in their, of position and influence in their life. I think it was like 12 years ago, I prophesied over this one young kid. He was a little boy. At the, it was a boy at the time. I'd have been uh, 13. And I said... You'll play soccer, and you'll play it in the nations, and God will be with you. And he writes me years later, it was about four years later, and he says, Jamie, it was amazing to me. I sat on that word for some years. He says, I've never played soccer a day in my life. I, when you said that, I had no connection to soccer whatsoever. I didn't even know what the sport is about. He's like, but now... I'm on an international team and I'm playing with what, uh, in a premier league and we're going around the nations playing in soccer. And I'm like, come on, man, that's amazing. See, the prophetic highlights what you don't know that's already there. It shows you, reveals to you. It's for anointed kings. I have a good friend. His name's Don. And I met with him for a year. After we ministered to him, I prophesied over him, prophesied over his kids, told him that they would be going to the nations and that they would be doing something. And I, I articulated what it was that they were going to be doing. And over that year, I met with him every week, once a week, listening to his words. He had prophets prophesying to him other things, and I'm listening and I'm fielding these things, amazing things. And I'm going, that's amazing. Friends like Bob Hazlett and others. And I'm going, Phew, come on. And at the end of that year, he goes, I got it. I said, what is it? He goes, it's called the Sunshine Nut Company. And I'm like, <laughs> you know. He goes, yeah. And we're going to give away 90% of our profits. And I'm like, business mode just automatically kicks in for me. I'm like, that ain't healthy, man. You're going to lose. You're going to go under, you know. And he goes, no, God gave it to me. And I'm going, okay. You know, it's funny when people start believing the word that you share with them. And you don't believe the word that you share with them. <laughs> he says, I got it. Now, I go, what does it look like? He goes, I'm going to open up cashew factories in Africa. 
and I'm going to employ widows, orphans, those that have been brought in through revival, and I'm going to give them opportunity that they never had, and I'm going to renovate that city. I'm going to, I'm going to plant all of these across Africa, and we're going to do something incredible, and I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in, in grocery stores. It's going to be, uh, and so I was like, praise God. <laughs> Big vision. Hallelujah. And listening to him, I'm like, ah. Oh. So, now what this guy had in his background is he worked for Hershey. And he was in charge of the cocoa trade in, in, in Hershey. And he was in charge of buying and selling cocoa. And then he went from there. He left that company because of the prophetic words. And he sat for a year listening to these prophetic words and meditating about what he was about to do. And he got a phone call and it was Campbell's. Remember Campbell's soup? Mm, good. And they brought him in. And they said, we love you. We want you there, Campbell's, the president, and six VPs. And they said, we've got a VP spot just for you. We, what, what is it going to take? What number? Tell us the number, whatever it is, and we will give it to you. We want you on our team. And he says, oh, you can't buy me. He says, what? He says, I got a bigger thing. I got something else in my heart. Come on. <laughs> he calls me. He says, Jamie, I did it. I said, what? He said, I, I, I'm selling my house. We're packing up. We're moving to Africa. And I'm selling my Porsche. Wow. I'm like, not the Porsche. <laughs> Don't forget me. I prophesied to you. Okay. So he says, I, I, I got it. And he goes, and he goes off, and we don't see him. It's like the guy that goes to Africa. He's dressed in the entire, you know, he's got, he's, he's got the khaki fatigue on. You know, he's got the look. And so he goes off to Africa and comes back a year later. He goes, man, it's happening. I said, what's happening, man? He goes, we got the cashew factories. He goes, it's awesome. And I said, that's oh, amazing. I love it. And then a year later, he comes back. He goes, man, it's happening. I said, what, what's happening? He says, I, I'm going to be in Whole Foods. I was like, what? And then he comes back a year later. He says, man, it's happening. I said, what's happening? And he says, I'm going on QVCs. This is going to be awesome. You know, the home shopping <laughs> stuff. And there he is with Larry King taking a picture on QVC. Selling his nuts on the Sunshine Nut Company. 90% of the proceeds go into revival. I'm all like, Wah! And there he is. He comes back next year and he's like, I got to meet with you. Man, it's awesome. I'm doing a TED Talk. He's like, I'm like, what? A lot could happen in three years. Prophecy is for instilling, initiating kings to rule over their kingdom. Come on. Sons and daughters. This is amazing stuff. And so we have to recognize this. But then the third thing that prophets are called to is to call the rain. To call the rain. They're released at certain specific moments when rain is not happening. In fact, one of the 
one of the words used to describe rain coming down is open heaven. Open heaven. We think of open heaven as in like spiritual activity, heaven activity. But in those days, they were farmers. And when he says, bring all of your tithes and your offerings into the storehouse, and the reason why they brought them into the storehouse, he says, bring all the grain because I'm going to open up the windows of heaven. He didn't say bring your money. He said bring your grain because rain is attracted to grain. Are you getting that? One person got that. Who was that? Somebody's like, mmm. Rain is attracted to grain because what you do with the grain, you sow the seed and then the rain comes. So he says, bring all those offerings into my storehouse that there may be food in my house and then I will open for you the windows of heaven. Seed calls the rain. And when you see the seed that you've planted, and you recognize the soil that you've planted in, rain will come when you call the rain. He says, I have not sent rain because there was no one, no man, no human to actually work the ground. But when did the rain come? The rain came when Noah built an ark. That ark was for the saving of his household, which would be the seed for all of humanity, the future seed, And if you read this, this is the most ironic thing that happens. At the end, when God rescues Noah and his family, and they come off the boat, and they save all these animals, they have all these animals. And Noah, he's like, woo, dry land. He's finally, they get back down on dry land. They have all these animals that they spent so much time and effort and and material lumber making this boat to host these animals. And you would think that they want to make sure that they have a nice transition off the boat into society. You know, they got to get them like, like, you know, kind of recalibrated. Okay, guys, it's going to be tough. Okay. You're not going to be spoon fed anymore. We've been doing that you know, for how many days you're going to have to hunt for your own food. Okay. But guess what Noah does? He gets them off the boat and he gets them, he brings them down and he sacrifices the animals. What? It says that he took one from every one of those creatures and the birds of the air and he built an altar and he sacrificed. Does that seem like backwards Like you just went and saved all these animals and now you're done saving them and you're like, wow, that was awesome. Okay, they're all safe now. Let's sacrifice them. (laughs) That does not seem right. Noah has lost his mind, but he knows. He knows that he's offering and offering. Come on. It's going to secure his future. God thinks differently. We don't see it, but there are spiritual realities in play, energies, dynamics in play that we do not see, but there are certain things that are attracted 
to certain things because of the energy or the frequency of that thing. Rain is attracted to seed. You know, when Jesus walked on water, if you ever read this, Jesus, even though it says he walked on water, he didn't actually walk on water. He walked on an invisible substance. And this, this substance was called the firmament. It's the water, it's, it's the, the invisible barrier that separated the waters from the waters. And so Jesus walked on the firmament. What the disciples, they see him walking on water, but he's walking on an invisible material that only he can see. There are so many dynamics that happen, chain reactions, because when you trigger an event in the spirit, certain good things begin to unfold. You say something kind, and all of a sudden kindness is returned to you. It's not karma. It's bigger than karma. Come on. Because karma means suffering. I don't want that. I want to sow and bless because there's going to be blessing in return. Come on, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? This is good. God is about to open up the windows of heaven for you and it's blessing upon blessing. Prophets call the rain. Can I tell you a story? I was in a, in a meeting with a friend doing some uh, meetings and, and for three days, three days I'm at this place in Baltimore and, the, and this couple, I'm at a host home now, I typically never go to homes. I usually am at a hotel, but I made an exception because they're very hospitable. They have amazing hospitality. And I'm at this host home, and they're like assuring me it's going to be good. You know, no screaming kids, nothing like that. And, and so I'm like, praise God. And they go, and we're going to give you your, our master bedroom. And I'm like, oh, man, praise. You don't have to do that, but praise God, I receive it. <laughs> It was beautiful, a nice new furniture, you know, blanket that had electric warmer on it. I was like, hallelujah. So I'm sitting there enjoying it. And, and the host home, the, the husband and wife team, they're amazing. And she's making me crab sandwiches every day. And going to the market, getting fresh soft shell crab and making crab sandwiches. And I am eating these crab sandwiches like breakfast, lunch, and I'm like loving it. And I'm eating these crab sandwiches and I'm going, praise God, I'm just having the time of my life at this place. And I notice that I'm starting to like get uh, like, like bigger. <laughs> so in between crab sandwiches, I was running. I was going out running, jogging. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta work these calories off. And so I'm just having a great time, sleeping good. And they, they come in, the, the, the husband comes on the third day, and he says, hey, Jamie. I said, yeah, buddy, what's up? He goes, hey, um, have you been having a good time here? I said, yeah. He says, oh, good. He says, my wife, she's been taking care of you? I said, yes, she has. Thank you so much. Did you like the crab sandwiches? I said, yes, I do. Thank you. He's like, well, have you, you, you've enjoyed every bit of our the master bedroom, has that bed been soft for you? I'm like, it's perfect. Thank you so much. And he goes, okay, we just want to make sure, you know, that we take care of you. When the man of God comes in town, we want to take care of you. We want to make sure you have a, a good place because we, we know that you're a man of God. 
And I was like, praise God. Thank you. Amen. And he, he goes, hey, Jamie, I was reading in the Bible. He says, and it, and it says this in the Bible. It says, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, that you get a prophet's reward. <laughs> you know anything about that, Jamie? And I said, oh, I got you. I got you. And so he said, I said, I got you tonight. I'll get you. Come to the meeting. So he, got, he had his family there. He's like, we're all going to be there. He got his all of his nice family there. We were really excited. And they're sitting down. And, and the whole time, I'm like, I got to get a word, Lord. I got to get a word. And so it's Father's Day. So I come over to him. I said, I'm going to honor you as a father in this house. And I want to bless you. But I want to tell you some things that will come to pass shortly after this. Several weeks from now, you will receive a large sum of money. And this will give you a certification. And this will give you the ability to go around the world. And you'll travel in the next season. And your family will be blessed because of this. And you will see that you will, you know, the rest of your days, you'll be blessed. And you'll bring your family with you. And that was the word. I get a phone call several months later, and it was them. And they said, we, we're so excited. I said, what? We knew you hear from God, but it actually came to pass. <laughs> I'm like, praise God. That's awesome what happened. Well, you know, I didn't know it was going to happen so quick, but it did. And three weeks later, I got a call from my company that I work for, and it said that, there's a scholarship set up in my name of a, of a certain amount of money that I can do anything I want with uh, to get an education, a certification of any kind. I said, oh, my goodness, how much is this? $30,000. So he gets that 30000 He goes and he gets a certification in real estate. And it's a specific certification that gives him a higher level, a national platform. And he's not even doing real estate. He was actually working for the bus company that, tra that brought transit to those that were going to work and back. And so he, he gets this certification, and then he says, and then I traveled. And he says, and I traveled to a place, and I secured millions of dollars worth of deals with this new certification. And he says, and now I'm working on something, and it's a new deal that's worth over $200 million. And I was like, praise God. He goes, yeah, we're so excited because we're going to be rich. You know, it's like, I love honesty. He's like, we're going to be, it's going to be good. You know? And I'm like, praise God. He goes, yeah. I go, don't forget the prophet. He says, oh, I got you, man. I got you. I'm going to have a lot of crab sandwiches <laughs> when that comes through. <laughs> Say work the ground. You know, sometimes we think that the, the way that we're going to manifest God's unlimited potential in us is to sit in a prayer meeting and pray it into existence. 
Now that sounds spiritual and it sounds right. But there are some things that you say with your mouth. There are other things that you have to work with your hands. You have to go beyond prayer and into doing something with your hands that is meaningful, life-giving, and fruit that will remain. He wants you to bear much fruit, and he says, by this, you will be my disciples that you bear much fruit. So the proof that you are in is that you got a lot of good things happening around you. And this is a byproduct. It's not performance. It's living from a place of abundance where the byproduct of my life is that I think good things happen because I've been in the presence of God. And whatever I put my hand to is exponentially increasing. You know that God spoke everything into existence except you and I. You and I, he made with his hands. Because there are some things that you can say, other things that you actually need to get in the dirt and work the ground and plant the seed and call the rain. My daughter, nine years old, she started creating her own little thing called slime. Anybody into slime? She comes out, she goes, Dad, I need to go get borax. I'm like, borax? Are you cooking meth? What do they teach you on YouTube today? Dad, I need the borax. I'm like, I, I text my wife, what is borax? Is that legal? She's like, it's for slime, Dad. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I make it. I create it. (laughs) All day long, she's in there in her little chemistry lab making a slime. She's like, smell this one, Dad. Smell that. Touch it. And I'm like, and she's she's got all of these different ones. And and she's like, I want to start my own business. I'm like, yeah, you do? She's nine years old. She's got her own Etsy shop. And she sells slime and she sells out. It's amazing. Come on. Because more and more, this generation is returning to making things with their hands. Have you noticed that? It's interesting how just certain fascinating things, such as even just like, like, like uh, 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 what's it called, where you take your, the ironing your clothes. People don't want to just hand it over to someone anymore. They actually want to do it themselves because there's something gratifying when we do something with our own hands. Creators, creating, making things. I was in a meeting, well, I'm not, I'm not going to share that one. There's, I want you to see something out of 1 Kings 17. And this is Elijah. Elijah has this ability, and you have the same ability. First Kings 17. Elijah comes onto the scene. He's got this amazing ability 
But I want to show you and draw your attention to something. It says in verse 1, Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be due nor rain these years except at my word. Say, at my word. Doesn't he say his, the rain is like the word? He says, it's not my word like the rain that comes down and like the snow that makes the earth saturated and that brings forth bread to the eater, seed to the sower, brings forth a yield. But what I, I found so interesting is in verse 2, it says, then the word of the Lord came to him. Elijah didn't prophesy because the word of the Lord came to him. The word of the Lord came to him after he prophesied. He knew that he was within his bounds to stop the rain or call the rain. He knew he was within the, the dynamic that God had already set up because what did it say? It says, if you keep all of these commandments, then I will open the heavens for you. He knew Israel had not been sowing. They had not kept those commandments. They had not been working the ground. They had not been putting the seed in. They had not brought into the house of God. And so he says, there's going to be no rain except at my word because he knew he was within his authority to stop the rain because there was a lack of investment. Come on. Perhaps there is an abundance of rain waiting on your investment. Are you going to invest in your future? Are you going to invest in what it is that God is? I, 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 I have, this is not a promo for my books, but they're good. And <laughs> I see this all the time. People have books, the books, they're like pacing back and forth. They're like, oh God, is it your will that I get this book? <laughs> They're thumbing through the books. I'm like, you've read the whole book by now, right? Oh, God, is it your will? Oh, Lord, I don't know. I don't know. Should I? Should I not? But we're, we're willing to invest sometimes, you know, $7 over an iced sugary frappuccino. Come on. Have we got these backwards? I got to get the upgrade of the phone, you know, and like we're so preoccupied with all these other things rather than investing in our spiritual destiny. And when you invest in your spiritual destiny, you, you yourself, other people will come along and prophesy to you, but that's, that's just a small little affirmation of what you've been doing. I love the, word, the, the, the moment where people are like, you know, and then we laid hands on them, and then they exploded in the nations. I'm like, there was a whole history way before that moment that that person sowed. They gave. They were pouring their heart into Jesus. They were doing amazing things for God. They, they, they were saying yes to him when no one else was saying yes. And then you came along and laid hands, and then it just broke up. You just affirmed what they were already building up. You sow the seed, you call the rain. Come on, are you hearing me? Can I tell you another story? There was a young 
couple, they called me, they emailed me actually, they said, hey, we want to meet with you. We've read your books. We're excited. We want to meet with you before the meeting. Can we meet with you in the morning and bring our team with you? I said, how many are you coming? They said, a lot. So I said, yeah, I normally won't do this, but I'll, I'll meet with you guys. So I met with them early and they said, do you have a word for us? I said, yes, I do. I said, next season, you'll be doing a movie. You'll be writing, producing, and directing a movie. And he said, what? And he's looking at his fr friends around him. He's like, we don't have a, nothing like that happening, right? <laughs> and they're like, no. And his wife comes up. She says, what about me? What do you see? I said, you'll be getting that horse farm. And she's like, now I know you hear from God. <laughs> I get a message several months later. And it's Jamie, so excited because your work came to pass. I'm like, come on, what happened? We're writing, directing a movie, and we got a $10 million budget. I'm like, come on, bring me on set. I'm going to be an actor. Come on, you never know what God's going to do when you open your mouth and call the rain. And they had nothing in the cards that was, that was set up for that. But God had a different word for them. Come on. Are you hearing me? What are you believing God for? Because I want to call the rain on your life right now. I want to call the rain in this place. And one of the things that I can discern is those that have been giving. Not, I'm not just talking about giving to a ministry. I'm talking about they've been giving of their time, energy, effort. They've been sowing into their spiritual destiny. And I see it in the spirit. And I can call the rain. And I believe right now we can do this corporately over those that you know by faith, you've been giving, you've been in a place of giving, and God's going to give back to you. Come on, are you ready for this? Because I want to call the rain on your life. Listen, I was told this story, I've been told this story earlier, actually, at dinner, but we got a bunch of these little ones. Oh, man, I, this is another one. And I don't feel like this is a word for you. But there, this guy, he brings me in. This testimony is a word for you, spirit of prophecy. This guy brings me in and he says, hey, Jamie, we're excited you're here, but I want you to know we're going through a financial crunch. I said, okay, that's not something I want to hear as a, you know, traveling minister. And, I, <laughs> and so I said, what do I do? And the Lord's like, call the rain. So I, I know they've been so, I know they've been given for years, but the debt of their house is too big. And so I turned to him in the middle of the meeting. I said, it'll come in. You'll see it very shortly after this one lump sum. And it will pay off your building. And you're signing right now on the dotted line about this. I see it in the spirit. And he knew, he told me later that when I said signing on the dotted line, that yes, he was signing on the dotted line for something. And it was a language that he understood. And three months later, he got a check one time for 1.5 mil that was specifically dedicated to them, the ministry, and they paid off their building and are, by, uh, and are building a new building on the same property while keeping the old one. One lump sum. Call the rain. Come on. 
Just right now, receive it like you're receiving the rain. This is a storehouse. And so we bring all that we have into the storehouse because we know that there's going to be heavy rain. Father, right now, I call rain on every person here under the sound of my voice that, God, you would release an abundance of heavy rain in this place. This place would overflow with rain. God, that you would begin to bring supply more than demand and abundance. Let it come. Let it come. I just see scholarships. I see provision. I see God beginning to realign things and pay off debts in this house. And some of you are going to begin to step into a place of provision, but you're also going to step into a place of investment. Investing in businesses and investing in portfolios and beginning to build things together. And that this house will begin to see a kingdom move and begin to establish new ways, new avenues of reaching out to the community that will bring about resource. And there'll be a multiplication because of this. Whew. I want to prophesy that in five years, you'll be 95% self-supported. And that this house will have such an increase and an overflow that the total amount that offerings bring in will only equate to 5% of the budget. And so, Father, let it be that this house would come under a blessing, a provision, and increase. Tracy, I see this on you. And that God has given you the design. He's given you the way forward. And this is not a time to be afraid. This is not a time to fear. But it is a time to go forward, to move into everything that God has purpose and plan for you. And to step in. No longer hesitating. But God will begin to increase your ability to be in multiple streams of influence. That though you are here, you'll also be doing multiple other things. And these other things will not take away from what you're doing here, but will be ways to delegate and release people from this house into places of authority and influence. And you'll begin to stretch out your arms to different cities and neighborhoods and begin to identify where God is moving in them and begin to call them in. And so I say, let it be. Let the rain come. Let the ground be broken open and the seed be planted. We say this yes and amen in Jesus' name. Come on, celebrate God with me for this. I want you to put your, neighbor, your, your hand lightly on your neighbor and just begin to pray that abundance would break out for them. Come on, abundance would break out. Shoo. Let it come. Let abundance come. Let abundance come. Let abundance come. In the name of Jesus. Release abundance. Rivers of abundance. Let it come. In the name of Jesus. More, Lord. More, Lord. 
more, Lord. Let rivers of abundance come, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. In Jesus' name, come. There it is. There it is. Double it. Double it. Double it. More Holy Spirit. Open it up. Rivers of abundance, Lord. Let it come. Mmm. Mmm. You're stepping in. You're stepping in. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Are there business owners in here right now that you have a business that you are you own? You might have even just started it. Come on up here. I want to pray for you. Bless you. Yeah, come on. May I have a water as well? Oh, thank you. And I know Tracy has some words as well. God, you're so good. I want to bless you that you would prosper in every way in this time. And that your businesses would thrive. And that you would begin to see expansion in every way. To the right and to the left. Holy Spirit, I bless every one of them with an anointing to prosper. With an anointing to see abundance in the name of Jesus. Let it come. Let it come. Let open doors come. Let revival break out. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Let it come. In Jesus' name. Let it come. In the name of Jesus. I just see something on you that God is about to give you skills. And you're going to begin to see it, an increase in your skills and an increase in your knowledge. And the things that you've done in the past, they're going to increase. And I see people are going to begin to taste and see that God is good. And your skills are going to bring you before great people. And knowledge is going to increase because of that. So I bless that. I see on you that there's going to be a, a wells that are going to be, it's like, People are going to be uh, released because of what you have. And I see people under you beginning to prosper, and it will prosper you. And so watch as God begins to line things up, and I see it's going to be like fresh oil. Father, release it right now in Jesus' name. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Put your hands out. Father, release it. Release it. Release it right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. More. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Double it, Lord. More. Increase it, Lord. More. More, Lord. More, Lord. There it is. More. More, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Increase. 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 
the ability to create wealth in the name of Jesus. The ability to release and create wealth in the name of Jesus. Double it, Lord, more. More, Lord. In Jesus' name. More, Lord. Wow. Increase. 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 Wow. There is an expansion happening in you. And I just see God expanding you to the right and to the left. And so let it come in the name of Jesus. Let it come. More. 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 In Jesus' name, more. Release it. Release it, Lord. Who did I not put my hand on? Come up here. Come, t- come to the front. If I didn't pray for you, you didn't hit, feel my hand on your hand. Put your hands out. Come to the front. Come clearly to the front. Let those come forward. More, Lord. There it is. Double it, double it, double it. More, more, more. Let the shift commence, Lord, of abundance in the name of Jesus. I call it in Jesus' name. Let it come. Let it come, Lord. Let it come. In the name of Jesus, more, more. Double it, double it, double it, more, more, more. More, God. More, God. More, God. More, God. More, God. There it is, more. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Increase. Double and increase. In Jesus' name, more, Lord. More, Lord. Come on. Double it, more, Lord. More, Lord. Increase. Increase, Lord. Increase. More, Lord. More. In the name of Jesus. Let it come, Father. Let it come, Lord. In Jesus' name, let it come, Lord. Double it, double it, Lord. More. More, Lord. Yeah, come on. Let's just celebrate what God did right now. (laughs) Tracy, where's Tracy? I know you have some words. Uh, Yeah, I have a word for Re. Would you stand up, honey? Reward. Um, uh, I didn't even know you were here. And, um, and I was during worship. You know, I'm facing this way. And so I'm just praying. And the Lord brings you up. And, and so let me tell you what I saw. I saw you. Um, you started to, uh, you were small. And, and I saw you grow. And you started to get large, large, large. And I saw you getting really big over Dallas. And you grew up over Dallas. And you had a crown on your head. And you look like the Statue of Liberty. And I felt like the Lord was saying um, that you're going to bring real freedom to this city. And that um, you are in the midst of being promoted. And I felt a real shift in a movement. Like he's moving you from where you are to where you're going. And, and you felt kind of the grace leave on where you are. But you feel like, you know, I'm not yet there yet. Lord, I don't understand why things are all of a sudden so hard. And the Lord said, you know, I'm, I'm just moving you. So 
just be patient, wait on the Lord, because he's going to do this, and he's going to make this happen. Um, I, I see you with an incredible amount of influence in this city and your voice is going to, um, it's going to matter and people are going to respond to the things that you say. Yeah. And I saw you, uh, consulting and I saw you uh, in the consulting industry and you were consulting entertainers. You're consulting, uh, people in, in lines of fashion. You're consulting people in different places and spaces, but, uh, there's been things in your past, um, even professional, uh, teams and, uh, the things that you've done in your past that God is going to begin to use the team and the team dynamic again of your, uh, uh, because team, Teamwork makes the dream work. And so I bless you that you would begin to see your team, your dream team come about in Jesus' name. Um, Ray, I really felt like the Lord said that you're stepping out and you're really taking a chance right now. And he wants you to know that it's him and, um, and that he's going to come through for you. Um, I see you um, in this time where you are, you're going to begin to gather not just ideas and strategies from the Lord, but I see you begin to gather as you gather those ideas. I see you gathering money like you're going to go to people and you're going to be saying, you know, this is what the Lord is saying. Here are some of the ideas that I'm having. What do you think about this? And just watch because God's going to go before you. And it's interesting because I saw that you, you were in like a funnel, you know, and and, and you got the Lord put you and you got real thin at the bottom of this funnel a funnel and it got really hard you know it's like I've got nothing left I've got nothing left I'm so small now and the Lord said that that's exactly right you were so small you know I mean there's such so much humility and meekness on you that you just fit right through this th- uh, this funnel and you went and you went down to the bottom, but down in the bottom was a broad place that the Lord is bringing you into. So I just want to bless you, and I want you to be encouraged. That, and, and I mean that in that I want you to have courage, and the Lord is going to give you courage for this next season to walk this out. Amen? Yeah. All right. Um, that's actually all that I have. You want to pick up where I left off? So good. Come on. Isn't God good? He's awesome. He's so awesome. Hey, what's your name? Ariel. Have I ever ministered to you, Ariel? No? Um, you know, I see, the, I see uh, heaven singing over you. And I see God placing on you just an authority. And, it, and it's an authority to lead people. And to lead them into the high praises of God. And you're going to begin to see and hear the sounds of heaven. Uh, I feel like angels are all around you. He- heaven is singing over you these, so- these, these sounds. And, um, yeah, there, but there's re- uh, really amazing, like, you have a bloodline that God wants to really uh, show you just how... Uh, powerful it is and how powerful your bloodline is and how uh, the nobility that you've come from and because I sense nobility in you I sense uh, royalty in you 
And you're going to begin to unearth this in this next season. And it's going to be an eye-opening experience for you just about who God made you and how he made you and your identity in this season. And so I bless that in you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's awesome. What's your name, buddy? Dylan. Dylan? Nice. Dallin? Dallin like melon. Awesome. I'll take it. Come on, buddy. Now, um, I, I, I feel like uh, I see you, you know, you're, uh, you got the musician look, but there's also something else of engineering in you. And, um, and uh, you're going to begin to see the ability to put things back together. And there's a wisdom on you to engineer and to reverse engineer some things. And I see God beginning to give you ideas, uh, even for business, that, that are going to help put back the pieces of the puzzle for people that uh, things have fallen apart in their life. And so watch, you're going to begin to put the pieces of the puzzle. It's, it's like, um, uh, I see like the Transformers cars and uh, how they're just, they're, they, they fall apart, and, but they're put back together. And I feel like you're in a transformation and you're putting these back together like car, like they're cars, but they're being put back together. And so I bless that in you and the engineer mind. Run away, babe. <laughs> and may the Lord anoint you for this. So, Father, right now, just anoint him for this. In Jesus' name, we celebrate that. Amen. Everybody say Amen. Um, who is it? You have a, like a wrist condition, something. Do you have a wrist problem? Somebody, do you have a wrist problem? You did? How long ago was that? Oh my goodness. Okay. Father, right now, just heal his wrist up. Yes. Now move that wrist around. Is that pretty cool or what? Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome, huh? <laughs> wow, dude. This is... Ah. It's so fun, man. <laughs> There's another lady just like that. She had a wrist problem, and she was sitting down. I said, you have a wrist problem, don't you? She said, yeah. I said, put your hand down. And she couldn't move her wrist, and all of a sudden she goes, oh! <laughs> Their whole family, they were all like, <laughs> I love it. Um, now, uh, I, I did pray for you in the, in, in the line earlier, but uh, what, what's your name? Frederick. Okay, Frederick. Um, now, Frederick, I feel like you've uh, walked through a thing, and you've been through difficulty, but God is going to get you all the way through. And um, I see the Lord touching your brain, and he's touching uh, your head. He's touching your mind, but he's touching specifically your brain. And uh, I don't know if, if you've had any setbacks in that, in that way, but I feel like God's uh, beginning to heal some, something up, up top. Does that make sense to you at all? 
It's not about healing, okay? So, Lord, whatever you want to do, Lord, we just thank you, God, for giving them a supernatural intelligence. Lord, let me see your hand. Father, for increasing him in intelligence, Lord, in every which way, and that he would come to a place of radical intelligence in this time for design, for understanding, design, and what it is that you're designing. And so I bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Who's all these folks right in the back there? Y'all just standing up, waiting to get out, go to Whataburger? <laughs> Star Wars, what's, what's your name? Come up here. Wow. I feel like you grew tall in, uh, very shortly. Um, like in a, uh, like, I don't know why, but I saw a growth spurt and I feel you are about to step into another growth spurt. How old are you? 18. So Lord, let it come in the name of Jesus that you would begin to grow up into all the goodness of God, all the good things that God has. I bless that. I bless you even in your mind to innovate because there's an innovation that you have in your mind. You're an innovator. And I see, I see skill. I see talent. And it's digital talent. I see God giving you digital talent. And, and even to, to create things on digital platforms. And he's going to begin to increase you and grow you. You're going to go through a growth spurt. And he's going to give you downloads about digital platforms that are going to revolutionize the way people connect. And so I bless that in you in Jesus' name. There's also, there are prophetic gifts in you. And there is a teaching gift in you as well. And you're going to help bring others into this an awareness of God. And it's a really a different way of teaching. And it's hands-on. And so I bless you with that. Father, release that in Jesus' name. Did you have asthma as a kid? Or breathing, anything breathing that you needed healing of? Do you have allergies or anything like that? You got healed. Praise God. Okay, that's good. Uh, and the reason why I ask, sometimes, and I said as a kid, but sometimes what happens is we have these moments that we're healed and a gift remains. And we may not know it. I feel a healing gift is on you. And so, Lord, just unlock that healing gift in the name of Jesus. Release that healing gift that he would begin to step into it. And that you will heal the sick. You'll see them recover. And God's hand will be on you for this. I bless that in Jesus' name. Come on, let's celebrate God. Bless you, Jacob. That's what I have for you. And uh, I feel, I, I, I just feel that was the deposit I was to give to you. And so would you all stand up? Well, I bless you. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Release your incredible blessing, Lord, upon each and every person here. Let them step into the things of the Spirit in ways that they can only imagine, but now you make possible. Bring us into your goodness. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen, amen. If you've been inspired by this message, we invite you to partner with us by visiting storehousedallas.com forward slash give.